as artificial intelligence continues to revolutionize our world, there's a critical conversation that we can't ignore, AI safety and security. And that's where HackerOne's AI red teaming comes into play, rigorously testing AI models to prevent them from being misled or exploited. With over 750 specialized hackers in their community, HackerOne isn't just theorizing. They're actively safeguarding AI's future. Just recently, a team unearthed over 100 vulnerabilities in just two weeks. So whether you're at the helm of a startup or steering product innovation at a large organization, it's time to prioritize AI security. Visit HackerOne.com slash AI dash safety dash security. Again, HackerOne.com slash AI dash safety dash security. This episode is supported by Trustonomy, an original podcast from OneTrust. Every good relationship you have, personal or business, it involves trust. But we all know that trust doesn't just happen, right? We've all lost trust in a friend or a brand or a product. Trustonomy is a new podcast that looks at true stories from the past to understand how trust works and what makes it stronger and how to rebuild it when it's broken. Now, you know, I'm a sucker for a good podcast that weaves historical stories and relates it to what's happening today. So I thoroughly enjoyed this Trustonomy episode and recommend that you check that out as well. Search for Trustonomy in your podcast player. We'll also include a link in the show notes. Many thanks to the OneTrust team for their support. This episode is sponsored by Porkbun.com. Porkbun is a refreshingly different domain name registrar that's different from the other ones like GoDaddy or Namecheap. They've got low prices on hundreds of different domain extensions. They've got everything from .com domains to really cool ones like .pro, .dev, .xyz. Every domain name at Porkbun comes with tons of freebies too, like SSL certificate, who is privacy, DNS, URL forwarding, and hosting trials. Because why pay for things that should be free, right? All these incredible features and tools are backed by incredible support, 365 days a year, and more five-star reviews on Trustpilot from real customers than anyone else. Look, you can get a dollar off your next domain name from Porkbun and see why they're the best domain name register around by using our code. Just go to porkbun.com forward slash rocketchipfm24. That's porkbun, P-O-R-K-B-U-N dot com forward slash rocketchipfm24. You'll save a dollar on your next domain. Welcome to the Rocketship Podcast. I'm Matt Goldman. And I'm Joelle Steiniger. Today we talked with Liz Wessel, the co-founder of Campus Job. What'd you think? It was interesting. It's a marketplace for the first time that we've talked to that's targeting uh, students and companies that want to hire those students. So they're using campus rep programs on campus to reach the students and they're doing sales to reach the companies. And it's interesting how they're making it work. Yeah. And I love the focus on only part-time jobs and internships. Um, versus, you know, what happens after graduation, um, because it's kind of like this quick turnover. She said that jobs come up and go down constantly throughout the day, sometimes as fast as three minutes before it's filled. Um, and it's just really neat, kind of fast-paced way to find what you're looking for as a student. So let's get into it. 
We'd like to take a moment to thank our sponsors. Hover makes purchasing and managing your domain simple and easy. This week, I talked to George Diab of Working On about why he uses Hover. Oh, man. Uh, yeah, I've been using it for a long time. Probably 2012, I think. I love it. It's yeah. The prices are great. The interface is awesome. And... Um, I still have a few uh, domains out in in some other places, and it, it's, I'm just waiting to find some time, and I'll move them all to Hover. I love it. Yeah. Go to Hover.com and use the code Satisfied Customers to get 10% off your domain purchase today. Hostia. You know what a gator is? Hostia. It's like an alligator. Do it again? Yes. No, oh, then. HostGator makes web hosting easy and affordable. With packages starting at just $3.96 a month, it's the easiest way to get your next project online. Go to HostGator forward slash promo forward slash rocket ship to get 30% off today. You've heard me rave about CodeShip before. It's because they're an incredible team building an amazing product that makes my days happier and my code more reliable. Recently, they shipped an incredible new feature. It's called Parallel CI and it allows for faster testing than ever before. Early access customers like Product Hunt have improved their development speed tremendously. If you haven't yet, tell your dev team to start a free trial. They have a super generous free plan, and they also offer 20% off three months to all Rocketship listeners. Sign up at codeship.com forward slash Rocketship. So Liz, tell us about Campus Job. Absolutely. Um, So Campus Job is now the largest online marketplace for college students to find part-time jobs and internships during school. And you guys just finished going through Y Combinator, right? Yeah, we finished about a week and a half ago. It was an amazing time. Tell us about the the process and what it really opened up for you guys. Absolutely. So we were in an interesting situation. We had absolutely no interest in applying when um, the Y Combinator winter 2015 um, applications came out. We had already raised a small round of financing um, last summer. We had users, we had revenue, we had traction, we had a team in New York. So we thought we were probably way too late for Y Combinator. Um, but one of the partners actually reached out to us, Aaron Harris, and he asked us to apply and he kept kind of reaching out and trying to convince us to apply. And then finally, we ended up talking to other Y Combinator companies and realized that tons of companies in our stage um, had applied and that we were indeed very early, despite having some traction. So after actually partially getting convinced by um, two of our seed investors, David Tish and Adam Rothenberg as well, to just apply, we met JJ, my co-founder, and I flew out to California we ended up interviewing, got into Y Combinator, spoke with the team. Everyone wanted to go and packed up our bags and had the whole team of eight people move out to California and live in a house and work and breathe and sleep and live campus job for three months. Um, and it's definitely been the three months of the largest amount of growth we've ever had. YC is amazing in that they really like make sure that you kind of stick to your guns when you put a, forward a goal. They make sure that you follow through on that goal. But even more than that, it's an incredible community, and the partners at YC just pretty much know everyone. So when we had a problem with like outsourcing to the Philippines, you know, Justin Khan had four people for me to speak with who've all done it before. And when we had this other problem, like they had three other people to, for me to talk to. So um, really, really amazing community, and just overall an awesome experience. So what happened at Y Combinator that spurred the the growth? Yeah, I would say, to be honest, so Y Combinator, I think a lot of people get confused because some accelerators like Techstars, for example, everyone works out of one big office, et cetera. So YC is really just 
an investment vehicle that hosts dinners once a week with incredible speakers. And then they have office hours, but in the same exact way that, um, you know, I could, you can go to any investor and kind of say, Hey, can we meet? I have some things I want to, you know, throw off of you and get your advice on. So I think it's just number one, the quality of advice that they give is phenomenal. And then number two, our whole team of eight people lived in a house and worked and breathed and slept and lived campus job for three months, seven days a week. And so I think we were just, you know, acting as if we were twice the size as a team. We were completely in it um, 100% of the time. And so between that and then just just incredible quality, quality of advice and guidance, it just really helped spur our growth. Yeah, I feel like there's a bit of a misconception there of the types of companies that go into these accelerators because a a lot of times it's companies that are a bit further along and that's what they're looking for. Yeah, there were companies in our batch that had over 20 employees, um, some that were like in millions of revenue. So at the end of the day, it definitely like varies a lot. Yeah, you don't have to be just starting out to benefit from the acceleration. Exactly. So tell us a bit about how the marketplace actually works. Um, How are you reaching these students? Absolutely. So, and I think we're like the only marketplace that really truly treats jobs as actual inventory. So the way that we, um, the way that we manage the marketplace is that when a student signs up for campus job, they first have to verify .edu email and then they fill out a profile. And on average, we get about 20 points of information about who that student is so that we can really get a 360 degree view into like, who is this student? What are their interests? What are their passions? What are their skills? Um, and once they fill out that profile, they then can access all of the jobs that they're qualified to apply for. And the way in which we know that they're qualified to apply for something is because when a business posts a job, they tell us, they, they obviously list out the job description responsibilities, but then they target kind of like how, if you're setting up an AdWords campaign, you would target um, your audience. They target who they want to be able to apply for and see the job. And so, for example, you can target by whether or not the student is in a sorority or fraternity. You can target by GPA minimum, by major, and the list goes on, by school, et cetera. And so once you um, post the job, if it gets approved on our site, you also specify how many applicants you want to receive. And then once you get that many applicants, the job gets taken down because it's been filled. So actually our median amount of time that a job is up before it gets filled is 52 hours and our record is three minutes and we hit that record every week. So it's a really fast paced marketplace. Like students get a notification about a job that they're qualified to apply for and they immediately go on and apply. It's, it's very cool. So with so many different marketplaces that jobs are available, how are you differentiating yourself before the student signs up to entice them to, to apply? Yeah, so over 50% of the students who signed up for our site have actually come from one of our campus reps. So this is like truly eating our own dog food, but we hire campus reps through Campus Job to promote Campus Job. It's kind of meta, but um, these students are paid um, for every single referral or for every friend who they get to sign up for Campus Job. And then what we've seen is this kind of network effect happens where once a student signs up and they apply for a job and then they get a job, they end up telling their friends. So over 30% of the students who we survey every student about whether or not they got the job after they've interviewed, because we know if they've been interviewed um, or if they've been contacted and over 30% have actually gotten a job of students who have interviewed for something have gotten a job um, through campus job. And so um, once you get a job, you tend to tell your friends because you get really excited and you want your friends to also, hopefully at least you want your friends to also have the same results. And so we've seen somewhat of a network effect grow on college campuses. 
So what is the initial um, sale from these campus reps, though? Um, when they're going out, do they have a job that they're, they're saying you would be good for? Or are they saying, hey, I oh. think you need a job? What's the sale like? Well, because of the fact, so we don't really call it a sale. It's more marketing because students mm-hmm. never have to pay anything on our site. But um, they, so they wouldn't, normally they wouldn't talk about a specific job on our site because, as I mentioned, jobs come up and down like all day, every day, literally. Um, and so if they were to go around and say like, Hey, you should really apply for this Dropbox summer internship for software engineering. If the student even took two hours, the job is probably already down by then. So, um, if anything, uh, students are more just telling their friends like, Hey, there's this crazy diversity of jobs. You'll only see jobs you're qualified to apply for. So you're not going to have to waste your time with applying for to a bunch of jobs that you're not even going to be considered for. Um, and by the way, it's really easy because you don't have to fill out your profile a hundred times and like fill out the same essay questions over and over. You literally do it in one place and then you see all these jobs and all you have to do is click apply and your application gets submitted. So how do you pick which colleges um, you're going to send reps to? Or does it matter? I mean, if someone from any college in the country applies to be a rep, um, that's good enough? Or do you have kind of like a set of universities or student populations that fit a certain criteria or size and then grow from there? Yeah. So at the very beginning when we launched, um, so our company's only been around since September, 2014, we launched. Um, so, uh, back in September, we tried to only like focus on specific schools. And I think we chose like 12 schools, but we ended up just growing and getting so much demand from schools that weren't part of the 12 from students who said, well, I want to be a campus rep. I love your platform. Um, and so we realized like if we're paying them only based on performance, and then we also give them bonus incentives for other really cool campaigns. And, you know, if they do flyering, if they speak to a class, um, you know, or get a professor to talk on their behalf, they also get bonuses. But overall, we realized these students were acting so efficiently that we might as well let anyone who wants to be an ambassador for us be an ambassador. So we ended up growing our program first semester to 100 students, and they represented, I think, something around 60 colleges. And now we have 350 campus reps representing over 200 universities. Um, And next year, we plan to have 1,000 campus reps. So how do you, on the other side, you know, you, there's a two-sided marketplace. You bring on the college students, but you also have to find the, the jobs that are enticing. Yeah. Um, how, how have you approached that? Yeah, and it's the trickiest part of the marketplace, actually, because, you know, some weeks we're growing at 10,000 students that week, and we're not adding 10,000 employers that week, mm. unfortunately. Not yet, at least. Um, and so... Uh, we're definitely a little more job constrained than we are student constrained. And so what that means is we really um, do our best to get the word out to employers, to, to businesses who would hire students, whether it be for summer internships or for, uh, so it, that could be everything from a startup to a Fortune 500 or to campus companies that would hire campus ambassadors or to, to companies that, you know, UPS has used us to hire delivery drivers and uh, Starbucks uses us to find baristas, et cetera. So there's such diversity um, among jobs and such a great range of jobs. And it's a matter of getting to the decision makers at each of these companies. So we are building out our sales team. Um, we've had an extremely small uh, sales team of one salesperson and one account manager up until now. And um, we're finally at a point where we realize we really need to grow this sales team quickly. So now that we're done with Y Combinator and can focus on hiring because they don't really encourage businesses to hire during YC. They focus, they encourage businesses to focus on product growth. Um, so now that YC is over, we're really looking to hire a lot more. So are these exclusive postings on your site? 
Right. Yeah, exactly. So we don't scrape or anything like that. Every single job posted on campus job is posted by the employer. Uh, you know, the employer comes to our site and posts the job specifically on our site. And then a student who applies, the application is on, lives on our site. Um, we do have actually a way to integrate into any ATS in the world. And it's a very hacky, fun thing that we do. Um, but other than that, um, so we definitely don't require exclusivity ever, um, just like we would never require students to only use us. We would never require employers to only use us. However, it's worth noting that a lot of employers have actually told us that they are creating jobs that they never would have otherwise created in the first place had it not been for campus jobs existence. And the reason for that is because a lot of businesses have said, you know, I've always wanted to hire campus reps or I've always wanted to hire interns, but I had no idea how I would go about finding those students to hire. Well, now they have campus jobs, so they do. So we have found that a lot of the jobs on our site are actually unique. And if you Google the job names, you'll find only the campus job page for it. Um, but there's definitely uh, a lot of jobs that are also posted on other sites. I will find all, you know, like tooting our own horn, but I will mention that a lot of those businesses do tell us that our conversion rates are significantly higher and better quality than any of the other sites they've used. I bet. Yeah. What are the um, job posters looking for in a student? Like, is it yeah. is it um, the uh, the school or the the major? What's kind of the biggest driving factor? It completely depends, and I'll just give an example of that. So, uh, summer internships. A lot of businesses care about the major and the GPA, um, but uh, part-time jobs. Uh, Uber used us, and Lyft used us to find drivers, and they cared about do you have a car on campus. Um, we also have uh, Sears. Um, you know, the store used us in a specific store in Florida where they were looking for Spanish-speaking students. Um, and so, you know, it really depends completely on what the job is and who the employer is. We see trends for the type of job and what the qualifications tend to look like. Um, but for the most part, it completely varies based on the time of the year and the type of job. So do you do screening on the jobs that get posted to, you know, protect against things like, um, say someone's posting for an intern and it's just someone trying to get free labor that's not like a real accredited um, internship program that a student would get credit for? Um, so absolutely. I will say what you just said um, wouldn't necessarily be a reason for us to reject a job, but we definitely do curation. I would say probably 25% of the jobs that are posted, even though an employer is putting down their credit card saying, I am paying, um, we actually will not accept their job. Um, about I, I, I don't know if it's actually 25%. I haven't done the math, but like just in a given day, I would say it's several of them. Um, so, for example, we don't approve. Um, a job was posted this week for an egg donor, and we did not approve of that job because we don't find that to be a um, part-time job or internship in the way that students are using our site um, and looking for part-time jobs and internships. So that's just one example, um, but there's plenty of other examples. Actually, lots of other job like job sites in our space try to use us to find interns um, or to find brand ambassadors to promote their job. Uh, so I always find that funny because I would never use a competitor to hire campus ambassadors because I believe in my own product. And so we, we use our product exclusively. Um, but, but yeah, there's definitely tons of jobs that we reject. Um, our number one concern is the student. And so we also are very, very vocal with our students. And if anyone ever has a problem with an employer, if an employer does something sketchy or that the student doesn't totally feel comfortable with, well, we won't give legal guidance the student because we're not lawyers, we definitely take action with the employer and investigate right away. So how are you reaching companies? You have this way with the campus reps of reaching the students. How are you scaling out? And I imagine also on the company side, they probably talk to each other a lot less. 
Yeah. So that's, that's what I was saying. We're trying to hire out a sales team um, over the next month or two and really grow our sales team from just one salesperson and one account manager to be um, many more salespeople. Um, we definitely, you know, some other things help. Like when we're in the press, that definitely helps, um, you know, because employers probably even this podcast employers are hopefully listening. Um, and so I would say it's everything from what I just mentioned to, um, you know, sales to press to, um, we don't really do, we do a little bit of advertising, but for the most part, HR professionals do definitely tell each other, especially when one startup sees that another startup is having a successful experience um, and like growing their campus rep program to 200 people, that startup will typically ask the successful one, hey, how the hell did you just grow your startup to 200, your campus rep program to 200 people? Um, and then they'll hear about campus jobs. So there is a lot of word of mouth, but it's definitely not at the same scale as students. And are you finding anyone on campus job aside from the campus reps to work for you guys, like in, in a sales role, for example? We have summer interns. Um, we have interns during the school year. We we do all sorts of like random one-off events um, where we hire intern uh, where we hire students. We even have students who we hire to make our marketing videos. So if you go to YouTube.com/slash/thecampusjob, you'll actually see a ton. I think we probably have a dozen or so now of videos, and almost every single one of them is made by a student who we hired off of campus job. Um, so we definitely get creative with it. And so then do they get credit for anyone that uses their code through the video? Um, no, because those are, we pay them flat cash and then, uh, okay. and then we usually, yeah. So that's like an actual, you know, one-time gig. So learning this sales process, have you had much involvement with that? Um, yes, I've definitely been very involved. I sit with the sales team every day. And what are the biggest challenges with reaching these companies? Yeah, I would say, and, and like I was the only salesperson when it was just me and JJ, and then, you know, our, even our first hire was on the marketing side towards students, so I definitely did most of the sales for the first few months. Um, I would say the majority of the time, once this business hears about us, they tend to say, okay, I'm going to use this, whether it's right now or whether it's in two months when I'm ready to hire. Um, it's really just getting to the decision maker uh, that tends to be a little bit more difficult. Everyone in this day and age feels as though they're the busiest person in the world. So sometimes it's very hard to find, you know, get get their share of mind, and then also even to find out who the right person to talk to is, especially at the larger companies. So, do you guys look at um, kind of the whole set of college campuses using you, and where the biggest populations of students are, and then focus the sales to companies in those areas? No, we actually don't. We um, we try to focus on businesses who we already know are posting jobs. Um, so, for example, we know that Starbucks hires students. They have, like, a very famous program, actually, where they even pay for a student's tuition if they put in a set number of hours. Um, it's a pretty awesome program that I wish more businesses did. So uh, we know about employers like that, and so we specifically target them, um, as well as, uh, you know, opportunities where it's like, okay, this is a startup who we know should really be hiring campus reps to promote their brand, or who we know it's a blog and they really need more content. We should tell them that they should hire bloggers who are students. So we'll tend to target based on that, not really geographic um, location, though, uh, it just so happens that where we have a lot of students happens to be, so our students are scattered throughout the country. If you need students in Kansas, we've got them. If you need students in Manhattan, we've got them. Um, but that being said, there's a lot of schools in New York and Boston and San Francisco and LA area. And there's also a lot of students there. So that also tends to work out on its own. 
Well, this is fascinating to learn about. It seems like there's a lot of different aspects to the business and you guys are doing a really good job of reaching these different audiences. So tell everyone where they can keep up with you guys and your progress online. Yeah, that'd be awesome. So you can, if you're interested in hiring students or if you are a student, please go to campusjob.com, C-A-M-P-U-S-J-O-B.com. Or you can follow us on Facebook. It's facebook.com slash thecampusjob. Our Instagram is thecampusjob and our Twitter is the a campus job. So definitely check us out and feel free to email us at info at campusjob.com if you have any questions at all, if you're interested in posting a job, whatnot, we would love to talk to you. Thank you guys so much for having me. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Rocket Ship Podcast. If you enjoyed it, we have tons of other awesome episodes on our website. Check them out, rocketship.fm. And make sure to check out our app discount section where we feature discounts from amazing companies like Treehouse, Wistia, Woo Themes, all giving you exclusive discounts for being a Rocketship listener. So go to rocketship.fm forward slash essentials. Thank you.